Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, they're going back into session this week. Lots of moving pieces in this constitutional carry bill. We're talking right now. Now with State Representative Bobby Cox. Welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Thanks, Charlie. Um, I'm doing great, but I'm a little frustrated with this bill. I'm yeah. that right now. So. so you guys send this bill out of the House over to the Senate, and then what happened? So yeah, so this is this is bill. This is my bill, actually. So I'm very, very personally involved with this. So it, it originated in the House. We passed it back in February of last year. And it went over to the Senate. Um, if they had just passed it the way we, way we wanted it, it would, we would have been the 29th state to be an open carry state without a permit. And that's uh, it's just painful. It baffles me. It's just it's taken this long to do this. And so, but the Senate taking it up and adding amendments to it, it comes back to the original chamber to the House, and we either have to concur or not concur on their amendments. And that's this is where the the, the dilemma is right now. You know, right. um, now- this. Yeah. No, I was going to say, let me ask you this question. Is this, is this like concealed carry without a permit? Is it open carry without a permit? Is it both? Yeah, it is both, actually. Okay. So it doesn't do away with the CWP program. You can get that so you have reciprocities with other states, and right. I, I encourage people to do that for the training. Sure. But training is not mandatory. So if you can, if you can buy, legally own a, a firearm, a pistol, you can carry it openly or concealed without a permit. And that's, in our mind, restoring a constitutional freedom that – you just, you just don't need a permission slip from the government to exercise that. Right. So what yeah. was what's the biggest problem, do you think, or problems with the yeah. uh, amendments that came back from the Senate? Well, there's there's a lot of Republican senators over there that d- just do not like the permitless carry. They right. want some type of training, but it, that's not what we believe in the Constitution. So they couldn't put mandatory training in there. So they, they kind of did this, this hokey bad policy with Amendment 36 of essentially creating two classes of offenses where if a, if a bad guy commits a crime with a gun, but he has a CWP, he doesn't get as much, um, you know, uh, sentencing as a guy without a CWP, which is yeah. just bizarre. Let's just treat them all the same, you know? You know, I, so, I looked at that as, as just from the law-abiding citizen point of view. I mean, even, even the bad guys would get a break if they had a CWP. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't make sense, you no. know? So, you know, and that's, you know, they're trying to encourage training. I encourage training. As you know, Charlie, I'm, I work for a gun company. I'm right. a prior army guy. I train all the time with my firearms, but it should not. This is the wrong approach to encourage training. But um, but like Senator Kimbrell said on your show yesterday, this bill would not have gotten out of the Senate without Amendment 36, unfortunately. So we're, yeah. we're dealing with that. So it's 
It's coming over to us. We'll probably debate it on Wednesday. Um, the, uh, the tenuous situation is um, a little ethics lesson here in civics is that if, if we don't concur with the amendments, it goes to a conference committee. Yeah. And that's where you can kind of hash out the differences. Unfortunately, the way they assign the conference committee is they get three from each chamber. Um, you get a, a Democrat and a minority, and then you get two Republicans. Well, the, the chairman of the judiciary on the Senate side, Luke Rankin, who has been an adamant opponent to yeah. constitutional carry, gets an assignment on the conference. And you need two out of the three to vote for the changes. And so we're in the situation where we could not concur. It could go to the conference and it could die. We don't even get constitutional carry because they've rigged the conference with anti permitless carry Republicans and Democrats. And so we're going to debate this. You know, do we go with the sure win? Uh, and like has been said before, you pass this law, we become a, a permitless carry state. It's not the best, but we, we pass it and concur with the amendments. We do that. Or we try to go to conference with the hope of it, of it not dying and try to take out the bad policy. So we're in this situation. We're going to be debating this um, this week. So. so we've had several uh, gun groups saying they're going to automatically mm-hmm. file a lawsuit um, about Amendment 36 in this bill. So this bill does have severability. Let's say you guys voted to concur, um, yeah. and, and it goes to the governor's desk, and he signs it, and we have um, our version of constitutional carry here in South Carolina. Then these gun groups come along, and they say, hey, we don't think Amendment 36 is constitutional. The courts step in and they strike that down, but the rest of the bill remains in, intact, right? Exactly, yep. And we, we're still a permitless carry state, and we get rid of that bad amendment. So, you know, we have to weigh, weigh it out. You know, do we go for the sure win right now uh, with getting permitless carry? That's an advancement that no one can, can dispute in the state uh, for a constitutional freedom. Yeah. And then we deal with this this bad amendment either through the, through the law or we try to change it through law through legislation on, on the back end. So, I, you know, I'm leaning towards concurring because it's a sure victory. I don't want to leave it up to chance of in the hands of three senators, as we've seen how they've handled this bill yeah. and the hopes that they're, they're going to, they're going to pull it out and change it because right now the, the cards are stacked against us two, two to three. I mean, two, you need two people out there and we may have three people that are totally against it, you know, on the conference committee. So, uh, it's it's going to be a, a, a big debate. We all got to get on board. And, um, you know, as people said before, if we pass this as is, it is an advancement of our constitutional freedoms, but it's just got some bad policies in it. That's it. So I, it just makes you wonder how we've gotten where we are with uh, members of our, our state Senate and our state House that aren't for no. our, our constitutional rights. Yeah, it, it, it baffles me. I mean, you know, I came into legislature Six, six years ago, and we weren't even an open carry state with a permit, you know? Right, yeah. And so, and so we, you know, that was one, that's a passion of mine being, you know, taking an oath on the Constitution, working for a gun company. The Second Amendment is, is I mean, it's near and dear to my heart, but, you know, it protects everything else, you know? And we want to make sure that people, right now, if a person is, feels unsafe or in a dangerous situation, it is weeks before they can actually carry a gun because they have to go through the process of training, getting a permit mailed yeah. back to them. Where this, if we were to actually enact permitless carry, they can immediately start protecting themselves and their families. And I don't know why that's hard to wrap your, your brain around, you know. And I think it's one of those things where just a lot of people are not used to guns. You know, they seem as scary, uh, you know, just yeah. that's why I always encourage training and have, an, and have a deep respect for them. But, you know, guns aren't killing people. People are killing people with guns, you know. And You're so exactly right. Um, 
So yeah, how how yeah. you know with everybody else that you're talking with, how likely is it that the House is going to concur? Go ahead and send this to the governor and let's work it out in court. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think it's it, it, it's really up in the air right now. I cannot, yeah. um, you know, I cannot. It's an election year, so people, you know, they they vote different ways. You know, they're, we're hearing a lot of you know from different sides, and some of them are looking at different ways perspective. So as of right now, I'm not really certain what will happen. We're going to meet with, with all the key players tomorrow, talk it through the gun groups, some of the, the house leadership with all the different caucuses to make sure like, Hey, you know, let's, let's not, you know, throw out the baby with the bathwater, you know, and make a rash move here where we kill constitutional carry because we're hung up on this one amendment, you know? Yeah. And so we just need to be precarious and, and go forward. So it's just, um, as, as, I, as I love to say, you know, we make fun of each other in a different chamber, but the Senate's going to Senate, and they Senate this bill really, really yeah. bad. You know? <laughs> they sure did. They sure did. State Representative Bobby Cox, I appreciate you calling in this afternoon. Thank you. I know you got some uh, tough decisions to make over the next couple of days, so keep us updated. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. We'll, we'll do Take it. Thank care. you. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. I See, the, the, this is what happens. This is what happens. When you have low voter turnout is what happens when people don't go to the primaries. The rhinos win in the House and, and, and in the Senate. Just absolutely amazing. And I love this. Why do we have to debate what is constitutional protected rights, with or without Democrat? Because it's, it's the way the law reads right now in the state of South Carolina. If you want to flaunt the law or flout the law here in South Carolina, well, that's, that's up to you. You've got to make that decision. You've got to. But as the law stands right now, you know what it says. That's why we're having this debate. Period. All right. When we get back, Virginia wants to make something a hate crime just in time for the elections. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's an election year, and the Democrats are scared out of their minds. They're terrified. They're shaking. They're shivering. They're quivering in their boots, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, they are. In fact, a uh, pollster, I guess, let's see, which is, I can't remember the, uh, the, the name of this pollster guy, 
But this guy says, hey, you, you, you pro-Trump folks out there, you've got some reasons to be celebrating right now. You've got a lot of reasons to celebrate. Highly respected pollster Richard Barris believes that Trump supporters should be over the moon happy right now. Yep. Let's take a look at why. Wisconsin, Trump 49%, Biden 44 Pennsylvania, Trump plus three. Nevada, Trump plus eight. Georgia, Trump plus eight. Michigan, Trump plus five. North Carolina, Trump plus 10. Let's see. Uh, some more here. Uh, North Carolina, let's see. Arizona plus Trump, uh, Trump plus three. So now the Democrats are pulling out other stops. So in Virginia, in their uh, Democrat Congress that they have there in Virginia, they are now making it. They're expanding what a hate crime is. Okay. Now, first of all, hate crimes are ridiculous. Hate crimes are a bunch of BS. You shouldn't get extra time in prison just because you didn't like somebody. It should be the act that you commit, right, everybody? So um, if you annoy, now I didn't say if you harass, I didn't say if you assault, I didn't say if you threaten, but if you simply annoy an election official in the state of Virginia, you can be charged with a hate crime. Senate Bill 346, working its way through Virginia's Democrat-controlled General Assembly, is said to be heard in subcommittee, would take existing criminal statutes that protect Virginians from assault, battery, or damage to property, created for, create a protected class for election officials, and call those hate crimes. Yeah. Anyone convicted of such offense against election officials would be added to the Virginia State Police hate crime database. In addition, language in SB 364 would help social media companies avoid First Amendment challenges if they collude with the government actors to restrict speech and suppress dissent, so long as the social media providers act in good faith to restrict access to material that it believes it's harassing or intended to incite hatred on the basis of a person's status as an elections official. There you go. Oh, they <laughs> just so all you got to do is just make one mad, and and you get dinged with a hate crime. One of them pulls in front of you, you honk your horn, up oh, hate crime. You just annoyed me. I'm an election. So just imagine, just imagine. Let's say you're a uh, one of the uh, poll watchers there, one of the poll watchers, the observers, and one of the elections officials is doing something. Kind of hinky. You can say, hey, hey, you're not supposed to be doing that. Hate crime. Hate crime. Handcuff this person and get them out of here. They're doing everything they possibly can right now because they are running so scared. So scared. Absolutely. That's a Charlie, if our Second Amendment was debatable, then it, no, I don't know. All right, fine. Go to jail. I don't care. I'm so sick and tired of talking about this. We have laws in the state of South Carolina. It says you cannot carry a firearm without a concealed weapons permit. You want to do it? That's none of my business. That's none of my business. Do it. 
But I hate when people are actually trying to get something done because that's all we hear about every single day. Why aren't they doing something in Columbia? Well, they're trying to do something in Columbia. And what am I getting from you guys? Oh, the Second Amendment is clear. I know the Second Amendment is clear. Who has said that a thousand times? I have. But I also know that I guarantee you there's a hell of a lot of people in our state prisons right now because they had a firearm on them when they were not supposed to. So don't give me this BS about if you were blah, blah, blah. And when you make stu- stupid statements like that, you get stupid answers. So there you go. Period. Charlie, the Virginia hate crimes bill is so stupid because annoying election, <laughs> elected individual, uh, elected officials is the only way the American people's voice gets taken seriously. I, I agree. I agree 100%. So... There you go. That's what you got. Oh, my goodness. You know, you just you, you, you try to do you try to. What have I heard for the past three years that I've been on this radio program? Three years now. When are they going to pass constitutional carry? Charlie, when are they going to pass constitutional carry? Charlie, we got to get constitutional carry passed. OK, three years I've heard this. And now they're trying to pass constitutional carry. And all I'm hearing is. Why do we have to have constitutional carry? Our, our constitution guarantees we know that. That's what they're trying to make sure that is it, it is actually protected. Don't you get that? Oh, my word. This is a, folks, let me tell you something. You think this job is easy? Come sit in this chair for a couple of days. Come, <laughs> come on and do it. Come on and do it. Hey, Charlie, what if you shout Jesus loves you to an election official and they don't like that? Is that a hate crime in Virginia? Yes. Yes. I mean, I will, I will even guarantee you that if you use the wrong pronouns on a Virginia election official, you will also be deemed uh, deemed for a, uh, a hate crime in Virginia. But that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. Okay, coming up in, I don't know, if you guys, are you guys watching Tucker Carlson? You can watch him on YouTube, by the way. He's got all of his interviews on YouTube. Now, my wife and I subscribed to his uh, his network, the Tucker Carlson Network, whatever it is. It was like 72 bucks, um, but just wanted to support the guy. He had a guy on the other day, and my wife and I watched it last night, and he was talking about that weight loss drug, Ozempic. You are going to be shocked at what this guy said. And not only that. But it is becoming quite obvious that they are trying to keep you sick, keep you medicated, keep you fat, and keep you malnourished. We'll tell you how they're doing all of that coming up. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Somebody want to know, I think this is a darn good question about constitutional carry because I can't find the answer, um, and this is just as as little time as I had to uh, research this here. When did we first start having to carry, when did we first, here in South Carolina, first get the CWP, the Concealed Weapons Permit? When did that first happen? Um, now, what I see is uh, SLED, if you, if you Google it, I know, but if you Google it, it'll bring you back to some 19, uh, uh, 2018 bill 
where SLED got a new system. That's not what we're talking about. Wikipedia has us in 1996, but I think that's when South Carolina became a shall-issue state instead of a may-issue state. So I'm not really sure when that first happened here in South Carolina. I would love to know. Maybe some of you uh, some of you folks out there actually know the history of this. Uh, somebody said around 1999. Well, maybe so. That, was, uh, that said 96. So maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, so anyway, Tucker Carlson... His his platform is great. It really is. I know he's. I mean, he does some on on Twitter. Um, he's got his own thing, but you can also watch it on YouTube. And what I like to do is I like to bring up YouTube on my phone, and then what I can do is I can cast it to my television, and we can just sit back and like we're watching. You know, my wife and I can watch it together and watch the uh, the Tucker Carlson show. Well, he's got this guy on uh, the other day, and this guy's talking about Ozempic. Now, this is being marketed here in the United States as a weight loss drug. Weight loss drug. Do you know how many other countries allow Ozempic to be marketed as a weight loss drug? Virtually zero. Virtually zero. That's it. Everybody else allows the marketing of this drug to treat type 2 diabetes, not for weight loss. But our FDA, in their infinite wisdom, has allowed this to be used as a weight loss drug. So how does this thing work? Now, let me ask you if this sounds like it's a good idea. It paralyzes your stomach. What? What? I don't think so. I don't I don't think that's 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 a, a good thing. Paralyzes your stomach and it prevents your stomach from doing what your stomach do. But they're marketing this marketing this to teenagers now, actively pushing this on teenagers. This is crazy. Europe doesn't allow this. Europe doesn't allow doctors to prescribe this for weight loss. Only if you have type 2 diabetes. Now they're doing it for teenagers that want to lose 20 pounds. But that's the way things are going on right now in this country. Got a problem? Take a pill. Oh, you got problems from the pill? We got another pill to help you with that. And we got a pill to help you with that as well. They're trying to keep us sick. And medicated. Oh, and by the way, lose a little weight with Ozempic? Guess what? There's no coming off of it. You're on it for life. Because the moment you do, you gain the weight back. Charlie, they might as well send an axe to prevent a headache. Exactly right. This stuff eats up your body's protein. And where does your and where does it get the protein from? Mostly from your muscles. It actually eats your muscles. Your Now, here's the thing. Now, I know this because I've been trying to <laughs> lose weight for a long time now, folks. Your body does not want to burn fat. Number one, does not want to burn fat. That's the last thing it wants to burn, as a matter of fact. The first thing 
If your body goes into some sort of starvation mode, the first thing that your body wants to burn is protein. It can metabolize protein in a couple of minutes. Well, I, I take that back. The first thing want to burn, it wants to burn is calories, the things that are floating around in your bloodstream. Once those are depleted, then it wants to burn the protein. It can metabolize, like I said, protein in a couple of minutes. It takes hours for your body to metabolize fat and use it. So your body wants to hold on to that fat as long as it possible. That's its savings account. That's just, you know, make sure we don't starve to death in case of an emergency. We want to save that. Well, what this Ozempic does is it, it your body just starts burning the protein. And you lose a lot of muscle mass. And when you get off of it, guess what? Let's say you lost 10 pounds on Ozempic. And then you get off on Ozempic and you gain 10 pounds. You don't gain back that 10 pounds of muscle. You gain back that 10, but you gain back 10 more pounds of fat. So now you're skinny fat and that's not helping anybody. So we got that. Then we've got lab-grown meat. They are really pushing for these lab-grown meats. And Lord, I mean, we can't even be certain right now what's in our, our actual beef, much less what's in these meats that are grown in a laboratory. Just think about that for a minute. You don't think they're going to you don't think something is in there that is probably not good for you? Of course it is. Of course it is. They have stripped our food of all nutrition. Every single bit of it. Doritos are as addictive as cocaine. That's a that's a study that came out recently. That sugar and junk food is as addictive as cocaine. And they want it to be that way. It's it's really is unbelievable what they've been doing to us right now. And now you know what the number one cause of death in hospitals is? Are you ready for this? Number one cause of death in hospitals. Number one, numero uno, blood clots. Blood clots are the number one cause of death in hospitals. Over in Europe, teenage excess deaths is up 20 to 30%. A lot of these things are going to, oh man, and they keep pushing these vaccines on us, so-called vaccines. They want to keep us drugged up. And listen, listen oh, anyway, I mean, there are better ways to do things. Charlie, calories are a measurement of heat, energy, not fuel to burn. Yeah, you might want to go research that again, 127. I appreciate you being pedantic. That's how they um, measure the amount of fuel that's in your blood. Please don't talk to me. Two things you cannot tell me about. Number one, Bermuda grass. Number two, weight loss. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Welcome back to the program on your Monday afternoon. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I know I did. Got a little yard work done. Got a little housework done. There you go. So, well, we got this border deal coming. Um, <laughs> this Senate border deal that, by the way, uh, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson said is dead, dead on arrival in the House. Um, and it is. It, it's absolutely horrible. This thing would allow, what, four to 5,000 
illegal immigrants a day to cross our border. That's over a million a year, a million a year to come into our country. And some of these Democrats, they're out there going, we need these people, these people, we need these people. Oh, really? Why? Why? I mean, we've got 20-something million of them right now. Why do we need more? We, 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 I, I mean, I'm, I'm, they're certainly not all working out in the lettuce fields. They're not cutting the cauliflower. They're not picking oranges or apples. No, they're not. They're in fancy hotels in New York City. They're being put up at taxpayer expense. They're being uh, shipped all over the United States at taxpayer expense. They're being given gift cards by the NGOs and, and, and the United Nations. So this isn't, this isn't a, a group of people that is coming here to help this country. This is a group of people that is coming here to hurt this country. And in fact, if you want to go look at the other Tucker Carlson uh, uh, video that he's got out, it talks about how the Chinese actually have camps down at the Darien Gap where they don't talk to nobody because they don't trust nobody. We're going to have something happen in this country that is absolutely earth. It's going to be earth shattering. It's going to make 9-11 look like a walk in the park. That's coming. That's virtually guaranteed. Virtually guaranteed. So we got this Senator Lankford who's begging for people to like this plan when it's absolutely horrible. But listen, there's actually a minimum. There's a minimum amount of illegal aliens that we would have to take in Every day. What? That's right. Every day. We have, in this bill, we have to allow 1,400 illegal immigrants to cross our border. We have to. This would be the law. It would have to be done. And guess who's going to decide the asylum claims? Are you ready for this? This is where it gets even worse, y'all. It gets even worse. A D.C. court judge. One court in D.C. is going to make decisions on asylum claims. One court. Now, you tell me, Senator Langford, how this was a good deal. Tell me. Now we've got the Chinese using TikTok. TikTok is providing them with not only directions, but, or well, whoever it is, the, the cartels are using TikTok to provide these Chinese with directions, locations, and advice on where the open holes are in the border, and they're pouring through them every single day. Nobody's going to stop this. And it gets even worse. It gets even worse than that. Because this bill, if it is passed, is going to go through 2030. Through 2030. Now, what do we got coming up here in just a couple of months? We got an election. This bill would cover the entirety of Donald Trump's term as president of the United States. He wouldn't be able to do anything. He wouldn't be able to shut down the border. Oh, but Langford comes along and says it would provide funding for the border wall eventually. Eventually. And actually, it wouldn't mandate funding for the wall, but it would allow it as a possibility down the road. So he was asked today, 
uh, well, why not do it now? He said, well, it's not a mandate. It's not a mandate. Well, he's right. It's not a mandate. It's never going to get built, especially if we if we have mandatory amounts of illegal aliens that we've got to let into this country. None of these people, and especially these folks in, 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 in the Senate, these rhinos in the Senate are the worst of the worst. I mean, it's bad enough we've got to deal with them in the House. Now we've got to deal with them in the Senate. They're working with, with Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell to get this bill passed. And it helps nobody. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I'll take that back. It does help somebody. It helps somebody. It helps Ukraine. That's who it helps. This bill gives Ukraine 75 times more money than it gives to our own border security. It gives Ukraine 75 times more money to protect their borders than to protect our borders, than we will have to protect our borders. Does that make sense to you? No, of course not. This is the dumbest. If we did nothing, let's just say we did nothing. We just left it the way it was. Things would actually be better than under this bill. This is, this is again, this is all designed to handcuff Donald Trump's presidency should he win election, and I believe and others believe think he is. So this is a preemptive strike against Donald Trump because he said he is going to have the biggest mass de oh, now you ready here? This is going to be the biggest mass deportation program in history. Now, under this bill, all of these asylum claims are going to have to be prosecuted or adjudicated in Washington, D.C., in their district court, in their circuit court there. Now, let me ask you something. How pro-Donald Trump do you think any of those judges are in the D.C. Circuit Court? They are not. They're not at all. This is another way to, to block Donald Trump of deporting illegal immigrants in our country. By giving it, why, I got an idea. Why don't you give it to a district court judge in Brownsville? Why don't you give it to a district court judge in Yuma? Why don't you do that? How about Eagle Pass? Why don't you give it to a circuit court judge there? Because they know that judge will gladly deport all of these people. But the D.C. court judge will not. So Langford, by Langford, he is such, he is a weasel, an absolute weasel. So is Chuck Schumer and so is Mitch McConnell. Absolutely the worst of the worst. They do not want to protect this country. They do not want to shut down our border. And now we hear some states are actually looking at allowing illegal aliens to vote in our federal elections, which means the presidential races, the Senate races. They're actually looking at that. I'm, I'm just... Uh, this is, this is uh, again, it, it's, it, there is nothing, nothing good about this bill. This is another money laundering bill for Ukraine. Um, uh, Charlie, you know uh, what is the icing on the cake? When something happens, and it soon will, the very ones who allowed this to happen 
will be safe in a hole in a mountain. Well, absolutely. I mean, where's Zuckerberg going to be? He's going to be in his his uh, doomsday bunker in Hawaii, eating macadamia nuts, which aren't native to Hawaii, by the way. Just to let you know. Um, but again, it, it, it's the worst of the worst, and the hell of it is, it's being pushed by Republicans. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk ninety eight nine WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.